People have so many different interpretations of what describes the perfect love life. It can be hard to talk about how we feel. Until now, welcome to Pillow Talk with Cheryl, featuring host and relationship expert Cheryl Besner. Cheryl's kind of like your BFF, easy to talk to and frankly honest. Whether it's about love and relationships, sex and desires, she's here along with some great experts. Now, here's Cheryl Besner. Hi, everybody. It's Cheryl, Pillow Talk with Cheryl, and I hope you're all settled in nice and cozy. I'm sitting here all nestled into my little pillows, and this is where we cuddle up and we have these intimate conversations about life, love, and lust. And it's where we really get to look at different aspects of our lives and how we communicate with each other. And today it's going to be how we communicate also visually with our surroundings and what it is that we put out there. So it's about creating not only our own personal style, but the ambience and the environment to also show off our personality and who we are. And I'm going to be joined later on by a woman, well, her whole being and her whole profession is based upon how to bring out that feeling of sensuality, sexuality, and just womanhood and making an environment that really stimulates all your senses. And she's going to tell us how she got into the business, as well as how you can create that space for you and your significant lover, other, or if you live alone, you might just want to create it for yourself. I can tell you that when I moved out and I became a single woman, the first thing I did was recreate my space to show off who I was at this day and at this stage of my life. And I'm going to be moving again shortly. And guess what? It's going to show a different side of me again. And it's going to take me into where I am today and not necessarily exactly what I wanted to create four years ago. So it's going to be an exciting show. Now, one of the things that happened this week is I always share with you a little bit about other people's stories. And it comes through either Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, where you can write to me or call me 844-744-SOLO. You know that's my 24-hour, seven-day-a-week hotline. I always get back to you. And I like to answer questions that you've asked me and share because the fact is, we all go through similar kinds of dilemmas and the advice that we give each other or that I give to you is really universal and we just make different tweaks and how it affects us. So today was actually a question that was sent in, but I'm not reading the question to you. I want to put it out there because I was at a dinner party the other night and the question came up that a woman who lost her husband several years ago, is ready to go out and ready to start meeting people. But the fact is, she's alone on the weekends. And she's, you know, with her friends during the week, and she's doing the routines that she's done her whole life. But she doesn't want to go on to online dating apps and really can't understand why, why she's not meeting individuals. So it brought this whole conversation up. And Her thing is she doesn't want to walk away from her friends. She's like, my friends are my friends, but they're all married. So here's the thing that I want you to consider, because a lot of us go through this when we lose a loved one or if we become divorced and we have to. And I can tell you that I remember when I got divorced, a friend of mine, we were out one day and she said to me, well, Cheryl, you know what? You really got to go out and, um, you know, make a new group of friends. And at that time, 
my friends were so good to me and kept me busy all the time. But the fact was, I was with married people and I was extremely social and I was loving my life and I loved everything about it. And I didn't care if I was the third wheel, the fifth wheel, the seventh wheel. I had a great life. But the fact is, if you want to recreate a new life at some point, and I know this is going to sound a little shocking and might not really sit well with you, but you do need to find some new groups of friends. You do need to start socializing in a single world. And it doesn't mean you have to go running to singles events, but finding friends that you can go out with one-on-one or a group of three women or a group of two women, two gay men, and, and two other men. It's all about going out, and it changes your vibe. It changes who you are and the way in which you act when you go out with single people than when you're sitting in that comfortable little niche of your friends, the friends that you've known for 30 years. And that was my advice that night, and it's my advice to you. It doesn't mean you walk away from your friends. And my girlfriend who said to me, well, you really do have to start going out where I was insulted saying, what, you think I have to leave you and my other friends just because I'm single now? That doesn't sit too well with me. I understand it now. And I understand it because of the business that I got into. And I understand it because I had to evolve. I had to evolve that independent single person. She had to come out for me to start meeting new people. So think about it. Now, This is the part of the show that's so much fun every week. We invite all the way from Down Under, it's our wise whispers from Down Under portion with our very own, very special, very lovable koala bear, Dr. Phil. Philip Morphew, welcome to the show. Hi, Cheryl. Hi, listeners. Great to be back on again. And uh, welcome again and lovable and cuddly. I'll take that all day long, Cheryl. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> you are my cuddly bear. Don't forget, everybody, that Philip is also an author, and um, and and he's also, by the way, expanding his clinic constantly, and, and just put in a yoga studio and everything. Yep. But he is the author of Soulful Reflections that you can buy on Amazon, and um, it's got a lot of wise whispers in there. So, wise whispers this week, Phil. What do you think about the conversation that I was just sharing and, and the perspective of allowing your singledom to, you know, rise up, peak up and become part of your life and part of who you are and expanding your horizons with single people? Cheryl, I th- look, it's, it's a very challenging conversation for most. And, and a lot of the women and also the men that I deal with um, every every day in my clinic, um, this topic comes up all the time. Where do I go out to meet people? How do I get out there? I don't particularly want to be on dating apps, and and it does come down to that self reflection. It does come down to that challenge of being able to put yourself out there, being able to take that breath and trust within yourself to to let all of those things, you know, self judgment the fear of being rejected, all of these very real emotions, we, we've got to put them aside for a moment. It's almost like, and I say to people, look, just put that aside, put your hand out and say, hi, I'm Cheryl, hi, I'm Philip, and go out there and be, whether it be in a coffee shop, whether it be in, in your local wine bar, whether it be wherever, and it, it is just that challenge 
so that you can start that process. You've got to put yourself out there to start the process. And, and, it, and it is, and start the conversations. You can't be the one sitting at the bar all the time or the, the, and just sitting there hoping someone's going to come and talk to you. You've got to have a level of vibrancy about you, you, you know, whether you're writing, whether you're journaling, you're doing something active that sort of evokes a curiosity in people. Well, I think I think the 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 conversation that we were having the other day, and again, I understand it. And and when I when I was in that position, and when this friend had that made that comment to me, and and I was so deeply offended by it, thinking that she wanted to stop, you know, me being, your being the tag along. Well, she didn't want to stop being my friend, but she was really encouraging me to get out there. And but I I and like I said, I was newly separated. I wasn't even divorced at that point, but I. It was maybe a year. And for that year, my friends were amazing. I, I And because of what I did at the time, being involved in philanthropy and doing events, I, I didn't have a problem. It was not about fear. And it wasn't about not wanting to go out there and introduce myself. I'm the kind of person when I ran an event, I would walk in and I walk in through a room and introduce myself to every person in the room on my own. No problem. But it's about cultivating other individuals to go out with and really making it a, a thing not about going out there and being single, but cultivating friendships with other singles that automatically, and here's the, the key thing here, it automatically brings you into other realms, that yes. uh, other possibilities, other activities that are going on in your city because they bring something new than your friends because the married friends, your groups of friends that are in couples, they do the dinner parties at home. I mean, most of the time they invite you to their house for dinner. They invited me to their country homes. They invited me, you know, to a restaurant. But then you go and you sit at a restaurant with five people at a table. Nobody's approaching you in that. And there's a safety in that for some. For me, it wasn't about safety. It was I had a full-blown social life. It's yeah. for it's it's more for the the people who don't have that social life and the woman who brought it up her thing was everything's fine during the week but on weekends her yeah. couple friends go somewhere else and she spends her weekends alone. So that's why Cheryl I think maybe that you you with these ones that you know have a look at the events in your city have a look whether there's you know there's there's different festivals there's you know wine festivals there's food festivals there's spiritual festivals, there's all of those because you've got to work out what really is a new, a new friendship is going to look like. What is it going to feel like? What are you looking for? What, what things are going to get your juices going anyway? And the burlesque bonus, festivals, going to burlesque festivals. Those are fun. Those get your juices going. <laughs> I went to actually a burlesque show for the first time about – 18 years ago, and it was one of the most amazing experiences I've ever had in my life. Incredible artistry. But, you know, going to things where people that you like to do anyway, and the bonus is that you get a friendship somewhere. But that's just it. So so the fact is this, what happens with concerts and things like that, like all the the activities, those are the things, for instance, I would want to go. I remember back then, I would want to go, but when I would call my girlfriend, she goes, oh, my husband and I just bought tickets with, so-and-so couple like they always thought of me on weekends and keeping me part of things but when they would when it came to those kind of activities they didn't necessarily think to invite me but that's the kind of thing when you start really cultivating new friendships new people to go out with then you kind of say to each other hey did you hear about this concert that's coming to town do you want to go together and because the trick it's not the trick i i was about to say the trick is here it's such a, a 
common phrase, but the, the, the important aspect in this whole thing is sticks down to one of my quotes. If you love your life, your love life will happen. Mm-hmm. So going out, loving your life, loving your city, loving the, the new things that you can, you know, discover with new friends and meeting friends through them. And by the way, when you meet these new friends, well, one of them might have a brother or sister that is your perfect match. You, like it brings more and more people into your world. So there's my quote for the week, by the way, everybody. Love your life and your love life will happen. And loving your life means going out there and enjoying your city and enjoying other cities and traveling with a, with a per- person that you've met. And, um, being vibrant, Cheryl, and being vibrant when you're loving your life. You have an energy, you have a vibrancy that is magnetic. It's attractive. Yeah. And that's what it is. And you can't, that's, that's why all the different activities there, um, but you've got to be there. It makes you interesting. Right. You know, it makes you, but you've got to put all those fears aside to do that. And we're not saying it's not a scary process. It's a scary process, people. But you know what? Suck it up. Be bright. And you know what? Challenge the world with your vibrancy. I love it. 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 And that's actually, um, I think I always give a love technique of the week, and it's going to be coming up later on in the show. And after I introduce Darlene, she's coming up also. But we are going to share a love technique, and I think it's going to help challenge you to kind of conquer those fears and get out there, push your limits and take some risks. And it does take some challenging risks to move forward, but you can do it. Phil, as always, thank you so much for joining us here on Phil Talk with Cheryl. Love you too, babe. Right. See you All right. Have a great get show, guys. Get back under those sheets. Get back <laughs> under those sheets. Going back to bed. Several <laughs> time. All right. Stay with us, everybody, here on Pillow Talk with Cheryl. Darlene Wong is coming up to be joining us, and she's going to help you spice up your love life, the nest that you live in. You're listening to the Sexy Lifestyle Talk Radio Network. What is your level of sexual expertise? Want to find something new? Listen for Sisters of Sexuality every week on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. There's no judgment here, and every topic is safe and sex positive. So we'll explore them together. It's time to push your sexual boundaries and try some new experiences with your hosts, Taylor Sparks, Parrish Michelle Blair, and Jet Setting Jasmine, with Marla Renee Stewart and Tiffany Janae. You won't want to miss a single show every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. Maximize your orgasms and just let go. The Throes of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket guarantees to keep your sheets dry, no matter how wet it gets. From massage oils to lubes and beyond, we've got your bed covered. So just throw it down and get it on and get lost in your very own Throes of Passion. Then toss it aside and bask in the afterglow of great sex in warm, dry sheets. The all-new Naked Fleece provides a soft and sexy playscape, while the Stay Dry Barrier protects your bed, your couch, and even your carpet. It's machine washable, large enough to cover a king-size bed, and light enough to travel discreetly. 
To get your own Throws of Passion waterproof pleasure blanket, visit thesexylifestyle.com and order yours today. That's thesexylifestyle.com. Great sex starts now. listening to Pillow Talk with Cheryl. If you have a question or comment about the show, send an email to info at CherylBesner.com. That's info at Cheryl, B-E-S-N-E-R.com. Now, back to Pillow Talk. We are back here on Pillow Talk with Cheryl. That's me. And uh, that was so much fun talking with Phil all about getting out there and opening yourself up and developing new friends to expand your life and loving your life really opens up you to the world and loving where you live is something that I know I appreciate because most of the time well I am behind closed doors and pillow talk happens in my four walls and it's how I express myself to the world around me as well. When you sit here and you, if you can see me today, I've got my feather pillows around me and my fur pillows. And that's how I do pillow talk every week. And that shows you a little bit about me. And I like things warm and fuzzy around me with my glass of wine in my hand. So today I am wanting to share with you the beautiful concept, ideas, and the artistry of Darlene Wong. She is an artistic interior designer, and she helps transform your space into something that becomes warm and inviting and sexy and intriguing, and she's going to share how she does that with us today. Welcome to the show, Darlene. Thank you, Cheryl. It's so exciting because I know, for instance, and I was talking about this at the beginning of the show, that my if you walk into my home... 10 years ago, my family home, and then you walked into my home that exists the way it is now as a single woman with one child who didn't have any say in the decor and I got to choose everything. The one thing people walk in and they say is, wow, this place, you know, my, my home is, I, it's, it's a true expression of who I am. It's very apparent it's a woman living here and it's very apparent that it's a woman who likes a lot of eclectic type of furniture, but it's also very Glamorous. I call it a glam look and a little bit sexy, but very glamorous because it's the way I like to express myself. But my next house, for instance, is going to be a little bit more modern and it's going to be a little bit less glam and a little bit, well, different because I'm going to be living with the man in my life now. So a lot of switching around has to happen because he walks around this house going, yeah, a little too feminine for me. <laughs> but I know that you love to help bring out the goddess in people. So let's talk about what you do. So how did you get started in this, first of all? Okay, so let me let me go from the beginning. Yeah, please. I've been doing residential interior design for almost 10 years. And what sparked me to create this niche environment uh, concept, which is boudoir spaces and, and, and private spaces, was right after my divorce, I realized that I needed to do something that I really took pleasure in. And... By reflecting that, I said, let me look at my portfolio. I'm going to see all the kind of projects I've already completed, the kind of clients I like. And I literally just 
picked the ones that I felt went well with me. And what I love to notice is that I love fabric. I love textures. I love layers. I love feeling things. I love touching things. And that's one of the reasons I call myself an artistic interior designer, because before I called myself an interior designer and people would stick kitchens and bathrooms to me. Now, that doesn't mean I don't do kitchens and bathrooms. I love doing them as well. But if you really want me to do something special for you, well, we're looking at boudoir rooms. Well, let's face it. When you think of kitchens and bathrooms, there's real no fabric and texturing and touchy-feely. It's kind of sleek and smooth and cold to the touch, right? Yeah, <laughs> there's, there's no put, emotion. Unless you put a fur, you know, fur bench in a bathroom, which, by the way... I kind of have one of those. <laughs> I you like that. Know. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're naked tushy down on a fur bench while you're putting on your, your body lotion. It feels really good, by the way. I've always thought of having a velvet countertop, you know, but for display purposes only. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I would have a hard time because I, I don't know about anybody else listening, but when I brush my teeth, I have splash coming all over the place. So there oh. would be like, splash of toothpaste all over my kid my counters if no no no. this countertop would be on a kitchen island that has nothing else on it so it would have two purposes okay you know interesting um because you you, we talk you're talking boudoir and we're talking boudoir space here and, and boudoir decor and environment and i think most people if if you're listening at home your mind is going to red velvet and i'm sitting here on a red uh, on a red furry cushion right now but yes. they think of red velvet feathers uh, red rope black rope and and that's right away where the mind goes to and that's not necessarily really what boudoir decor is about right it's not actually uh, boudoir was um, was first uh, represented in the 1800s, and it is a French concept for the um, the castles, so the castle rooms where women would gather together and they would uh, boudet, which means to just pout, gossip, uh, talk about their own stuff that you know they couldn't express with the men in their lives. But in today's world, where we see boudoir photography, we see all these sensual poses. Uh, I've taken the, the concept and the, the textures that belong to the 1800s and revamped them to today's use by giving them a whole new meaning and look. And what I mean by that is... Okay, for example, there's that old chair that you've had for generations in your home. You're keeping it because it's a keepsake and it's a beautiful piece, but now you really want it to be yours. So how about we dress her up in a new dress and now she really belongs to you. She's personalized. The boudoir space itself where this chair now belongs to with its new dress could be just your bedroom. It is a space that you are able to fully express who you are, whether you live alone or you share the space with the gardener or another intimate one. Right. You know, it's funny that you're mentioning that because I have these two chairs that were in my family and they were in my old house when I was married and they're quite formal. They're Louis King's chairs, you know, the the very wood background all back all carved and then the fabric seat and um 
they were wood with this tapestry when my grandmother had them. And then when I brought them into my home, I put black velvet on it because I thought it was more modern and was going into my living room. When I came to this house, which is really more in the pastels and, and you know, variations of beige, white, and taupe, I wanted those chairs again because they mean something to me. They were my grandmother's chairs. So I then had them lacquered into a shiny ivory. And what I did was they were my grandmother's chairs, but I also had from my other grandmother a mink coat that I didn't know what to do with. It didn't fit me, but it was my grandmother and I didn't want to get rid of the coat. So I had the mink and it's a beautiful beige mink put on the ivory lacquer chair and they are so modern and mm, so chic. amazing and, and you know the thing is they're not even whether you sit on it or not I think the important thing for people is that you can bring so much history and so much memory and every time I walk into my living room and see those two chairs I think of my family history. I think of my two grandmothers and they will stay with me forever because they're beautiful. They're very boudoir now, but they're also yeah. very modern. And and I they touch my heart. They touch yes, my they, heart. there's a meaningful connection to you. And whether it's a, a sensual connection or just a very family-oriented connection, the idea is that you create a space where the even the objects around you have some kind of energy that belongs to you in the present time. Mm-hmm. Because one of the things that people tend to do is they're trying to create these spaces for themselves, but they keep. They keep this, they keep that. It has nothing to do with them today. Uh, maybe it gives them flashbacks and they're the wrong flashbacks. You really have to find who you are and realize that it's not just the inner self, but it's everything that's around you that also makes up who you are as an individual. Well, I think um, when you're when it comes to design and decorating your home, I think what I understand you're saying is things should either have a purpose or they should have meaning or beauty. Like they either add beauty to the space, they add purpose to the space, or they have an emotional meaning to the space. Is you that- have to love it. You have to love yeah. what you what you have. If not, you end up just keeping. That's how you get clutter. I mean, they, mm-hmm. like like a hoarder, right? They just hoard and hoard mm-hmm. and hoard. So, so how do you fine tune? Like if you're working with a, a person and you're going into, say, a man or woman's home, are most of your clients male or female when you're when you're recreating these these luxurious spaces, these sensual female. spaces? Most of them are female. And are most of them, do you think, coming to you um, on a, tra- uh, you know, on a point of transition, like where they're trying to redevelop, refocus, re- reconnect with their femininity? Not necessarily. I've been quite impressed and, like I said, very inspired by my own clients who uh, are in their relationship and it's been years and they just find ways to always have that extra edge or that fire between them so that they, they never miss out on something that, you know, could have spiced it up a bit more. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's mostly couples that you're working with? Yes. Wow. Interesting. Yes. That's, that's great. <laughs> I, I think that's fantastic, actually. Yes. So there is, there is a, a bit of a balancing that I have, to, that I end up having to, 
consult almost as if I were a therapist and saying, well, you know, she said this and he said that and he likes this and she doesn't like that. And it's really coming to a consensus to uh, and and a final visual and emotional state that you both want to acquire. And then I'll do it with the with the objects, with the aesthetics parts. Mm-hmm. And I can see that being challenging because, as I said, you know, I've been living alone for seven years and now I'm about to embark on that move in with somebody who we have completely opposite tastes. Like mm-hmm. I have I have art and and stuff everywhere. Not a lot, but it's my home is decorated. Well, let's just put it this way. My homes are decorated from top to bottom. I used to be a decorator. So the aesthetics are very, very important to me. And I like lush and plush you know I, I like feathers or, or fur and he doesn't and he's very minimal like he could have a coffee table with nothing on it and I have art books so you must be a great therapist because I know that my coaching techniques I am using from morning to night as we go through this process <laughs> of recreating <laughs> a new space that will blend and and I think that's what we have to say to our clients as well that it's um, finding the balance where male and female, the yin and yang, have to come together in harmony. So we're yes. going to talk more about that with you, Darlene, and exactly how you do manage that as we come back here on Pillow Talk with Cheryl right after this. Craving more from your sexy lifestyle? Search our businesses, services, blogs, articles, and videos And keep in touch with us by subscribing to our newsletter, all on thesexylifestyle.com. Mystery Vibe is where the best of humanity and technology combust into your pleasure. Personalized, the world's first body-adapting vibrator. Crescendo adapts, bends, wraps, and vibrates in your every curve and crevice. Use solo, duo, trio, or more. And with an app control that commands your pleasure across 12 presets. Oh, and you can even make your own vibration. Crescendo is adored by all, from feminists to Forbes. Go to mysteryvibe.com now for your pleasure. Personalized. When the lights are off, that's no reason not to light things up. Lube Light lets you pop its cap for instant illumination so your lube gets applied to all the sweet spots and never the awkward ones. No more slippery midsection, unless you're into that. You can keep it turned on while you're getting down with your partner. Our ambient lighting is soft enough to never blind while you're doing the grind. No matter what lube gets you vibing, it's compatible with Lube Light. Easier to turn on than your last partner, guaranteed. Get yours today at lubelights.com. Also available on Amazon and SheVibe. Are you ready for clit whispering healthy talk? Tune in to the Get Mine Healthy Pleasure Radio Show. Founded and hosted by Dr. Malfay, Peraza Godoy, and Dominique Caretzis. This program will answer all of your burning questions in a frank, casual, and uncensored manner. We'll tell you what we know and improve what you know. Turn the lights down, grab a hot cup of whatever, and join us every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time and 6 a.m. Pacific Time for the Get Mine Healthy Pleasure Radio Show on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. Thank you. 
Thanks for being here. Pillow Talk with Cheryl Besner will be back next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. You'll want to make sure you're back for more great Pillow Talk. Hi, everybody. We are continuing a very elegant, lavish, plush, furry talk with an incredible woman. She is going to help us really understand how we can recreate spaces, our homes, to fit, well, maybe a more playful, sensual, seductive side of ourselves and share that with our loved ones or just enjoy it on our own. Don't forget, I have some retreats coming up. So if you want to join one of my Get Up to Date on Life retreats, just go to CherylBesner.com, check it out, and uh, I look forward to sharing much more with you in person, and we get to cuddle up and have pillow talk one-on-one when we do it. So the conversations just flow and flow. Don't forget, also follow me on Instagram and Twitter. You always get lots of love techniques and other things that help you move forward and change things up in your life. So follow me on all my social media. And coming up in this segment, actually, I'm going to give you a love technique. Darlene Wong, we have been talking about boudoir spaces and how to create them. And just before the break, we were talking about the fact that you do work with couples and you help find the balance and help them come to, um, well, equal footing and both get what they want, maybe not too male, not too female influence in a space that really will stimulate. My, my question would be, how do and how hard is it to stimulate both the male and female senses with one environment? And how do you find the balance? How do you make that work for people? It's a very good question. I like asking good questions. (laughs) (laughs) The very first initial consultation meeting always takes place with both parties. If two people are occupying the space, I need both of them present at the first meeting because I need to hear it while we're all sitting there around the table, what their priorities are. And I need to also know that they are wanting this together. If not, it's not going to work out. But I will say that after the initial consultation, it there usually is one more dominant partner than the other to continue the process. And yes, it is more the female uh, partner who does end up giving uh, in more uh, insight and giving me more direction as to where we're going. But at least I met both of you at the beginning. By taking what each of you want, then I kind of, I guess, kind of like a therapist does, writes it all out. I draw it all out. And then we do a little puzzling together to see what works, what doesn't. What I've noticed, though, is that once you actually get the male uh, client to open up, they can be quite feminine, They might not tell you that at first, but they are because once I bring in the materials, the concept, the feelings, they kind of want those feelings too. So when you say feelings, you're talking about not their, they want the feeling of the touch of the fabrics. We're not talking about their emotions. The touch of, right? It's, I just it's want a to combination of both. Sorry. Well, one leads to the other, I would think. But yeah. your initial one, the, the one we're talking about now is really the feeling of touch, the actual touch. Is that right? 
Yes, and that's by the second consultation, that's where we are at. We are at the tangible feelings. The first one is more a consultation we're discussing. It's a conversation, and we're, I'm getting more of the, um, the inner art or the, the heartfelt feelings. But then what I do in order to represent those emotions they gave me at their first meeting the only way I know how to do it is with my products, with my work, with my fabric. So I bring in a fabric or two or other materials or concept uh, images of what they told me they were telling me. Because sometimes the funny thing is they, they say things, they don't realize what they're actually saying. And then when I show it to them, they're like, is that really what I said? And once they get to that point where I said, Mm, I am listening to you, and this is what you told me. Well, it looks like you're both on the same page, so now let's keep going. Right. So um, I, so I want to go to the second part of it now. When it comes down to it, so now you've done the physical touch, what's the emotional feeling to it? So you feel the fabric, then what is the feeling attached to it? You need to make sure that whatever it is that you are feeling, whether it's with your hands, visually, with your sense, that it means something to you. And for it to mean something to you, well, you have to be honest with yourself. So there's a lot of self-exploration uh, when it comes to doing boudoir spaces because it is such an intimate room in your home. And I know for a fact that I am one of the only ones in Canada doing this. There are a couple in, in, uh, in the U.S., but it is so difficult to do this. And the fact that I have been able to have my clients open up to the point where they pose nude and have me draw them proves to me that, okay, I can, I can really get in skin deep and really give you exactly what you want. I see. Just trusting the process. And it is very hard. So that's going to bring me into every week I share what I call our love technique. And it's a little technique that really kind of pushes you at home to look at something differently or try something differently or expand something. So here's the love technique that I'd like to share with you and hope that you're going to try this week. And it's something that you can do for yourself or it's also something that you can do with your partner or even a friend. And it's about touch and feel. So I'm going to ask you over the next week or so to collect a bunch of different fabrics. And it can be, for instance, a teddy bear. It could be a piece of fur. I'd like you to collect velvet and silk and some ribbon and some cotton and different types of feathers. A peacock feather doesn't necessarily feel like a bird feather. I want you to collect as many different articles as you can that all have texture. I want a piece of sandpaper in there. And I'm going to put a list of this on my website, on CherylBesner.com. But it's definitely got to have silks, satins, fur, leather, ribbons, sandpaper, feathers, and put it into a box, cotton, corduroy, okay? And I want you to put it in there. And then one by one, I want you to either blindfold yourself or put it into a bag, 
The whole point is not to see it, but to reach in and take a piece out and hold it into your hands and feel it. Don't just touch it. I want you to feel it. Both hands, stroke it, put it against your face, rub it on your arm. And then I want you to put it down. Then take the next one and put them in a line beside each other, one at a time. In front of you have a piece of paper. And on that piece of paper, afterwards, I want you to write down, before you take the next one, what it is you felt about that. What did it trigger? Did it make you feel like, you know, you're, if it was the sandpaper, did it make you feel like all rough inside? Did it bring out some anger in you? What did the satin make you feel like? What did the feather make you feel like? Did it make you giggle or did it make you want to curl up into a ball and tickle your nose with it? Put down what it triggered in you. And that's going to tell you a lot about the things that you might want to surround yourself with and you might want to incorporate into your space and into the way you dress. These are very important things to know what different textures stimulates within you. So there's your love technique for the week, okay? It's all about feeling and how it makes you feel. Darlene, is this the type of thing that you do with your clients, like really get them to, to... focus in and not just look at something and touch a piece of velvet and go, oh yeah, that's that's nice. But actually like what does it feel like when you touch it? Well the way you did it was fantastic. <laughs> but I would do I give proposals, you know, with mood boards, with um with other imagery, because sometimes we can't actually have the fabrics in front of us that we think we want, but I want them to give me an idea of what that space and image that we're looking at makes them feel and why, not to actually point out what, just why it does what it does. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty good, I think, at, um, at having that, like that feminine, sensual, intu- intuitive energy that can really provoke you to, to speak up, to open up. Mm-hmm. Be vulnerable. It's a great labor of love when you take the time to really look at who you are and what you feel. And especially when you're also going to see the environment. Is when you do the boudoir, do you always is it always in the bedroom? No, I've done entire spaces. Okay, that's what I I was (laughs) hoping you were gonna say. Do do people when you when with couples do you do they usually start in the bedroom and then expand out or do they create something in another room? And by the way, I wanna kind of put it out there that we're not talking about like fifty shades of grey creating a dungeon here. That's not what we're talking Mm -hmm. about. Mm -hmm. I mean you can create a dungeon. I'm I'm good with that. I, I think that they have their place for everybody if that's your thing. So go for it. But that's not what we're discussing here. We're talking about real intimate pleasure. You, you, talk, you used the word earlier on in the show about, you know, you want, wanted to give pleasure to people. And again, dungeons might give you pleasure, but that's all we're talking about here. So Whatever it does. <laughs> whatever it does. So usually it starts with the bedroom and then expands out? It does because people don't realize what I can do. And then once I, once they're comfortable uh, allowing me into their intimate world, then it's much more easier for me to kind of spread uh, this, this energy that I'm able to bring in the bedroom and put it out everywhere else. 
I mean, we put gold on the walls. We've done leather doors even at the back and at the front and completely acoustic. So you can make all the noise you want. Um, but it's, you know, it's that's really that. important for parents who have kids in the house. You, you know what? Do people I hope everybody realizes, by the way, <laughs> that you can soundproof your bedroom. It's, yes. it's actually not a huge thing to do anymore. Like you can actually soundproof your bedroom and you might just want to do that. Especially yes. as you get older, not younger. And especially if you have, uh, if you play music, um, if there's some kind of uh, career that, you know, you need soundproofing for, it's completely possible. You don't need to go and rent out a studio. You can do it from your own home. Right. Well, you're, you do your podcast from your home, correct? Yes. Yeah. And so do I, actually. It's, 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 it, and you know what? It's a pleasure because I love my home and I love my environment. Do you see what a difference it makes when it you does. are when you are loving the space you are in? Whether you're by yourself, you mentioned earlier um, that you know sometimes, uh, and this was earlier with Phil, that your friends would ask you to come out, you know, during the weekends. But sometimes, you know, you just end up staying home alone, and that's. I didn't find that that was such a bad thing for myself. I found that was the time, the best time for me to completely reconnect with myself and realize what my environment looks like and what it feels like to me and what I should keep, what I should purge. It's, it's really all about just continuing your self-development. hundred percent. We're going to talk more about that. And then I also want to talk coming up about the artistry that you do and the artwork and the photography and how that plays into the entire feel of the boudoir space, the couple and our own identity with our sensuality and our sexuality right here with Darlene. The conversation is going to continue because that's what it's about right here on Pillow Talk with Cheryl. Sexy is back and we've got it going on all the time here on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. Are you ready for your erotic journey? Join host Lexi Silver every week for SDC's Seek, Discover, Create, the radio show. Whether you're new at this journey or well-traveled on the sexual road, we'll help you find your way with guest experts and hot topics about sex, relationships, and your health. You can also connect with the communities of SDC.com for even more advice and discussion. Listen every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. Maximize your orgasms and just let go. The Throes of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket guarantees to keep your sheets dry, no matter how wet it gets. From massage oils to lubes and beyond, we've got your bed covered. So just throw it down and get it on and get lost in your very own Throes of Passion. Then toss it aside and bask in the afterglow of great sex in warm, dry sheets. The all-new Naked Fleece provides a soft and sexy playscape, while the stay-dry barrier protects your bed, your couch, and even your carpet. It's machine washable, large enough to cover a king-size bed, and light enough to travel discreetly. To get your own Throes of Passion waterproof pleasure blanket, visit thesexylifestyle.com and order yours today. That's thesexylifestyle.com. Great sex starts now. listening to Pillow Talk with Cheryl. If you have a question or comment about the show, send an email to info at CherylBesner.com. That's info at Cheryl, B-E-S-N-E-R.com. 
Now, back to Pillow Talk. I am Cheryl, and this is Pillow Talk with Cheryl, the show all about life, love, and lust, and intimate conversations, and today we're having a conversation about something very intimate, your personal space, and how to make it feel like the sexy part that you want to explore of yourself and your partner, and how to transform spaces into it. We've been talking with or about that with Darlene Wong, and she is an artistic interior designer and been sharing how to just start that process. Now, Darlene, what is the first step that somebody can do to do that on their own? I mean, we can hire you to come in and do it. But for instance, tonight, somebody listening to the show and they're looking around, because I would say most people right now are looking around their living room or their bedroom going, hmm, what oh. can I do to make this a little bit more boudoir feeling more seductive so what would be one of the first tips you would give somebody purge anything with bad energy purge anything with bad energy you know interesting you should say that because earlier just before guys i gave you the love technique of the week and every week we do this labor of love but that's part of Another one that I always do, and it fits with this segment too, and that's sometimes when you need to declutter, you have to go and you have to pick things up and go, do I love this? And if you can't say, I love this and this is why, that item can probably go. Except I do hear a lot of people say, (laughs) yeah, but I'll keep it, you know, and maybe in a couple of years. And I'm like, well... Like, okay, maybe there's that chance in a couple of years, but right now, what about the right now? Isn't right now really important? It is very important. And and I think it even comes to, you know, in clothing, for instance, when I used to work as a stylist, people would say, well, as long as I've worn it within the year, and I used to say, okay, within a year, especially with classic clothing, but... Now, especially with the disposable clothing and the way H&M and, you know, these Zara companies have changed our lives and the way we purchase things, if you're not wearing it, it doesn't stay in your cupboard. It's got to go. And it's interesting you mentioned that with fashion because in interior design, it's really hard to have disposable interior design, right? It gets very expensive, but there's ways that I've found that I can design spaces where there is the option to change it around very easily and inexpensively, but still keeping the majority of the permanent construction in place. Okay, so the first step is get rid of stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and, and for a lot of people, I've been in a lot of homes and I see into a lot of homes uh, via the show. And I can tell you, there's a lot of clutter that goes on out there. So mm-hmm. get rid of stuff. Number two. Okay, so I've gotten rid of stuff. Now I want, I want to make it sexy, Darlene. How do I make my, my bedroom a little sexier? What should I buy? Like, what's the number one item? It's all relative and it's a really hard question. I usually start as simple as pillows. Once you have pillows uh, and you choose the ones you want or like or love, then you start realizing that you're forming a pattern and you look at your pillow 
patterns and you start to notice, okay, I'm a lace and leather person. This is where I'm heading. Okay, now let's get to the sheets, black sheets, black silk sheets. Of course, the inner sheets, black as well too. Why not? Why do they always have to be hotel white? You know, it's, it's starting from one item and cushions are quite easy to start off with and they're very decorative. So you don't need many, although I love a bed full of pillows. Are you saying that just because you're on Pillow Talk with Cheryl? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's how, works whole, really well. that's how this whole show came. It's like, I always pictured, you know, Pillow Talk is when you sit in a room and you sit cuddled up a bunch of pillows. And, and let's face it, you can take any room and that's empty, throw a bunch of pillows in it. And what does it do? It elicits conversation. Like the first thing people are going to do is lie amongst the pillows and start to talk, right? Of They're course. All and cuddly and you, you, you get cuddly in it. So I love the fact that you said pillows. And I knew that the third thing was going to be black sheets. I just had a feeling you were going to say that. (laughs) But look, I mean, the same thing happens in a boudoir space in your bedroom when you invite all your girlfriends over. They're all going to choose the pillow that they like most. Some of them are soft. Some of them are firmer. Some of them are more dense. But the one that they feel they connect with most allows them to open up and discuss whatever conversation is going to happen in that room that night. Right. So the last thing I want to discuss with you before we say goodbye is I wanted to ask about you were mentioning earlier about the photography and the artwork and and you are an artist. How does that work your boudoir shots like there are a lot of boudoir photographers out there. Uh, Hera Bell uh, actually does my my photography. She's fantastic. She did the pillow top. I designed her. Yeah. So tell me tell me what is that exactly? Um, the boudoir artistry part of it. What so, are you it, so what happens is the client ends up being so comfortable with the idea that I have made their inner expression into a three-dimensional space that they pose nude for me. And I do my drawings for them on, uh, on white uh, board with pastels and a acrylic so it's two mixed mediums and we can do them at whatever size you want and what I've had my clients do is they literally just hang it up in their living room and for those clients who don't want to pose nude in front of me they'll give me a boudoir photograph that they've had from a boudoir uh, photographer and I will use that piece to make their own artwork. And it is quite exhilarating actually and empowering to have someone, like I put myself in their shoes, to have someone draw them out, you know, draw out their curves, their natural ways of being. It not only is empowering for them, but for me too, because I realized, wow, there's all these women with all these shapes and sizes and they really love themselves. That's beautiful. And it shows it shows throughout when you bring it out. My question would be, because you do you did say that you work a lot with couples. When you're doing the couples, are you also doing the same thing with the men or are you just doing the artistry for the women and exposing the female uh, perspective? So far, I haven't had a man. I would love that. But they are too. Um, they're kind of scared. They are, right? And so would it be something that, for instance, you're working with a couple, you're creating the space, and then you make this 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 piece of art for them, and the gentleman says, no, it's only my wife. It's just for her. Is, is that 
It's usually the woman that says, I want to do this as a gift for my man. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and their initial reaction when they take off their clothes. And by the way, I want to tell you, when I was 20, I think, I was asked, my sister did boudoir photography. Okay. And I posed for her. And uh, it ended up being quite scandalous years later when she said, I want to put a picture. She was also doing bridal. And she said, can I use the picture that I did of you in the newspaper to advertise my photography? And at that time, she was doing much more bridal. And she had just done a picture of me in a wedding dress. And I said, yes, thinking that it was for that because it was coming out for the bridal season. And it ended up she wanted to do the boudoir shot. And I had just gotten engaged and my in-laws were incensed when this boudoir picture came out. You couldn't see anything, but man, it wasn't really received very well. <laughs> when I was there, it was a from the back or no, I was from the front and I had black feathers covering all my important parts. And I was actually wearing underwear, but you couldn't see it and uh, it was quite scandalous so I can relate I mean <laughs> I, I you know I my, all of my branded photographs are boudoir photography as well too to represent my brand and uh, and they're all in the nude I do wear my underwear but my mother was not very keen about it even though I'd ask her oh which photograph do you think is better to put up you know in this exposition and they, they'd be these are photographs I would be up like in um, uh, Cours for example. Yeah, very public place, eh? Yes, yes. And anyway, I still, I still yes. invited her over anyways for the exhibit, and but. she didn't say anything, but... You I, knew what she felt. I know, I know. So what how do felt. people get in touch with you, Darlene? How, do, how does somebody get in touch with you? Because I got to say goodbye and spend some time with um, my people one-on-one. Of course, you can reach me on all social medias, including LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, and on my website, www.darlenewong, and Darlene is double E-N, Darlene Wong. Thank you so much, and thank you for sharing all your beautiful, inspirational ways in creating space for us. You're very welcome. We'll speak to you soon. Thanks, Darlene. Bye. All right. So this is you and me time, as always. couple minutes where I'm going to share some intimate words here on Pillow Talk. And um, I hope that some of this resonates with you. So settle in, get comfy with those pillows. Hope you have some nice furry ones. And let's go. Today, I am my creation. I lay calmly on the green grass, staring up into the sun and feel the warmth of its rays beating down on my naked self. I am raw, exposing my deepest self to the elements that touch my soul. I give way to the stirring sensation and embrace the rush that is being created within my core, compelling me to awaken my desire. My second chakra, that of sensuality and creativity, is moving to the beat of the imaginary music that is being sung by the nearby birds nestled in the trees in the distant forest. I think of the water that has life of its own as it moves down a river, sorry, river, trickling the rocky shoreline of an ocean wave that slowly caresses the sandy beaches as it rolls up to the land. Your inner being is like the water, your blood, the red water of your existence, providing that constant flow of life and creation. You 
You can create anything as you have all the natural power of the universe within you. The heat of the sun, re-energize yourself and let it melt away any negativity, illuminating your divine being. The forest is the root to your existence. So stand strong in your values. The river runs in one direction like a path that shows you the way. So let yourself flow down the stream and peaceful tranquility will arrive. The ocean teaches you the strength of your own power and intuition. And as long as you don't fight it, you will be able to ride the tide and land on the island of your joy. So I want to say thank you, everybody, for joining me tonight and my guests. And I hope you'll think about those words. And remember, you can always follow along and read them again on my website, CherylBesner.com. They're there for you to keep provoking you to look at yourself, to look at life, and to keep pushing forward all the things that you want. You can manifest everything. I'll see you next week. And in the meantime, please remember, keep it simple and stimulating because we all know it's all about that kiss. And I'll see you next week here on Pillow Talk with Cheryl with a great episode just for you and these intimate conversations about life, love, and lust together. Good night, everybody. Hey, sexy people. If you're ready to start your sexual evolution, we've got some amazing prizes to give away. Some of the great prizes include Womanizer, the most advanced pleasure product for stronger, longer, and more intense orgasms. SDC.com is giving away a lifetime membership to the sexiest online community of open-minded people. Touch from experience, warm. It warms your personal lube, then automatically dispenses it with a wave of your hand. And we can't forget Throws of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket. Keep your bed dry no matter how wet it gets. For your chance to win one of these amazing prizes, simply send us an email at info at thesexylifestyle.com with the word contest in the subject line. Your name will be entered into the weekly drawing and remember to visit our website regularly for a list of the winners and more information about all the amazing prizes and sponsors. Go to thesexylifestyle.com contest page and enter as often as you like. Thanks for being here. Pillow Talk with Cheryl Besner will be back next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. You'll want to make sure you're back for more great Pillow Talk. 